Welcome to the PMPA Speaking of Precision podcast, featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller and Miles Free. Hello, I'm Miles Free. Welcome to PMPA Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller has joined me today, and we're going to talk about the White House candidates on the issues. The issues for this podcast will be limited to trade and taxes. Thank you, Miles. When you say trade and taxes, don't you really mean tariffs are taxes? That's a great starting point, Carly. Yes, I have yet to see any foreign governments or foreign companies paying any tariffs. The tariffs are being paid by consumers in the U.S. when they buy goods to which the tariffs apply. So yes, trade issues is another way of saying taxes, but let's keep the title trade and taxes. But taxes and taxes is really what we're facing, right? You are so right. Mm -hmm. So let's get something clear right away. We're going to be really clear here. We are not pro-Trump. We are not pro-Biden. We are pro-manufacturing. And we want to bring you the facts shared with us from the Franklin Partnership so you can make an informed decision. Carly, that's exactly right. To successfully navigate the government affairs domain effectively for our PMPA members, we have to be very careful to leave our personal feelings aside. The issues that impact our shops are the true focus. Our vision is to be effective advocates for our precision machining North American manufacturing industry and the people who are in it. That means we need to be open rather than tribal. No filter bubble for you. I've seen and heard some of the things that come across your screens every day. Shall we say it's an eclectic mix? Eclectic mix. I'll take it. Here are a few other things we should let our listeners know right away. One, this podcast is focused on trade and tax issues. We'll record a follow-up covering environmental, human resources, and training policies. I'm sure we'll have plenty to discuss in each of those areas. What else do we want to say before we get into the details? There are a couple things that inform our thinking we probably should disclose to our audience. The first, and I think one of the most important, is that while this podcast is focused on the White House candidates, we believe that for our industry, the most important issue is whether or not the majority in the Senate flips in this election. As humans, we tend to think of the president as the boss, the one that's responsible. That's actually misleading because in our system, the president proposes and Congress disposes. There have been very few deals in D.C. When was the last time President Trump even spoke with Speaker Pelosi? Do we even know what year? That's a really important point to keep in mind. The Senate races are every bit as important as the White House race, maybe even more important. Absolutely. Also, our listeners need to know that we aren't just pulling these positions out of thin air. Or hot air, you mean. (laughs) That's a good one. Our team at the Franklin Partnership in Washington poured over the current and prior policy statements, track records of the candidates, and has weekly discussions with folks in Washington that are close to both the campaigns and 
the office holders. Okay, we need to start comparing now. Just one more point, please. Promises made on the campaign trail do not always translate into policy, especially in those areas where Congress has the real power. In our system, the president proposes, but Congress disposes. The president submits a budget, but Congress has the final say on whether that gets funded or not. So tax, infrastructure, health care, these areas may be proposed by a White House candidate, but they will be finalized on Capitol Hill. Hence, the emphasis on the Senate races. And right back to your point about the importance of the makeup of the Senate. Okay, let's go. Let's start with trade. Trade it is. We can sum this up in two words, Carly. Unpredictability versus predictability. Oh, I get it. The current administration has used unpredictability as an asset when dealing with our foreign trade rivals and even our trading partners. So I can see how our rivals might prefer the likely more predictable approach of the challenger. Yes, but we think that the China tariffs, 7.5% and 25%, will remain in place through 2022 with the Trump II administration and also remain in place under a Biden administration through 2021. What about the 25% steel tariffs and the 10% aluminum tariffs? These are critical raw materials for PMPA member shops. We think that the difference is that a Biden administration might lift these for our allies, the European Union, for example, and Japan, in 2021. That's next year. We think that a Trump second administration is likely to leave these where they are. So the difference here is, or more correctly, the issue here is, China as a trade rival. Yes, but even more broadly, Asian economies. China is the most preeminent one, but we suspect that Vietnam may become an issue going forward if the supply chains merely move from China to Vietnam and it doesn't really affect our ability to compete here in North America. If we look at the rest of the trade issues on our chart, rare earth elements, pressuring supply chains to leave China, export controls on critical technology to China and Chinese companies, these are the main cores. We think that a Biden administration could develop partnerships with trusted allies on the rare earths issue. Trump, a second Trump term, will likely add tariffs. And interestingly, we think that the Trump administration going forward might be open more to finding domestic sourcing, in other words, mining here in North America. All right, that's an easy to see contrast. A Biden administration is more likely to deal with the supply chain issue by increasing taxes on offshoring and creating incentives for onshoring or reshoring. But as we said earlier, the power of the purse belongs to the Congress. The difference on the sanctions on China and export controls is also revealing. We think that the reasons to approach these will be different for each candidate. For a second Trump administration, the purpose will be to protect U.S. technology and force changes in supply chains. The Biden approach will likely be designed to protect the technology, but also to put pressure 
on changes for human rights, this is likely a fuse to the regional geopolitics, the Uyghur situation, Taiwan, South China Sea. These are all the charge that that trade fuse could possibly ignite. All right, do you think we hit all the highlights for trade? Is it time to move to taxes? Well, it's a convenient place to stop, but we probably ought to look at trade through the lens of our strategic partners, like the EU and Japan. All right, then, when you say EU, I think Airbus dispute and retaliatory tariffs. Unlikely to change with the second Trump administration. I agree, Carly. Until there's a deal in place, those tariffs will remain. A Biden administration is likely to try to resolve the dispute, and the tariffs could be lifted in 2021. The other big issue with the EU is the digital services tax, which is being con considered. This is where nationalism fits in because, well, name an online digital service company that was started in Europe. Hey, you're showing some attitude there, mister. Well, I guess I am, but it's nonpartisan attitude. We think that, there, that if there is no deal, the second Trump administration would impose tariffs to retaliate for a digital services tax. We expect that a Biden administration would really work to establish a global corporate minimum tax for the OECD. If I may, one last item for trade agreements. With the Trump II administration, we can expect negotiations with the UK, no longer a part of the EU as a result of Brexit, EU, Kenya, and perhaps a mini-deal with Japan. We don't expect new trade agreements for the first year of a Biden administration, maybe a Caribbean Basin neighbor deal that could be possible. Now, can we go to taxes? Well, sorry, one last point. Final point about the use of tariffs as a policy tool. The end game that we have seen is the imposition of targets or levels at which the current Trump administration, dare I say it, relaxes tariffs. This is so close to being a quota, it is very uncomfortable for me. With a tariff, if you need more of whatever is being tariffed to serve your customer, you can always pay the tariff and get that material. With a quota, once that quota has been fulfilled, that's it. You can't get material at any price. The door has been closed. That business will now leave the U.S. for a foreign competitor who's not facing that inability to supply. This is a very dangerous possibility. That's true. Very important. But are you trying to filibuster on trade? Let's move on. Taxes. All righty then. Taxes. First things first. Listeners, regardless of who wins the White House, taxes will go up. If we were to offer any advice for you as businessmen, and if net operating losses and other similar applications are part of your financial planning, you need to be looking at likely dates and planning back accordingly. We believe that regardless of administration, Social Security taxes will be increased, particularly on high earners. Okay, how else should we be looking at the issue of taxes going into the election? Well, my first comment, a punk comment at that, is to echo your earlier point that tariffs are taxes. And we just showed how we can expect more of the same regardless of who wins. 
My second more respectable point is that businesses require stability. With stability, we can look at our market demand, our capital availability, we can try to plan, and if we can sketch out a responsible case, we can invest to be able to meet that demand, creating jobs that will help us to meet it. Okay, now for something more specific. Tax rates at 21% for C-Core with the Trump administration, the second Trump administration, there'd be no change. But what about Biden? The Biden campaign says 28%. But remember, Congress has the power of the purse. If Congress can muster the votes, 28% is possible. This has a fair chance of coming true. 37% top individual rate? Trump, too. No change till 2025. Biden admin, again, it depends on the House and the Senate. If the Senate switches, 39.6% could be the rate for the highest earners. For individuals? If the GOP holds the Senate, a Trump II administration could be able to realign the tax brackets for a middle-class tax cut. Under a Biden administration, we think that the number of brackets will surely increase. So payroll taxes, those are important to us all. What do we think about payroll taxes? Under Trump too, we think that a payroll tax holiday is going to be on the menu, but again, it's up to Congress to make the final choice. Under a Biden administration, we think that the highest earners will get an added surtax on their Social Security. What about net operating loss? No change under Trump, too. Under Biden, expect to narrow the CARES Act limit and which years that applies. Plan, plan, plan. How about capital gains? Second administration of Trump is likely to try to index it to inflation, right? Yes, that's certainly an approach we would expect. We believe from the materials that we've reviewed that a Biden administration would try to get capital gains treated as ordinary income for the highest earners. Ordinary income. Didn't we just say that that could get to 39% for the high-earning individuals under a Biden administration? You were paying attention, Carly. That's <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> so itemized deductions. I suppose the Biden administration has a plan to eliminate those for high earners? You're close, Carly. It looks like they would cap those deductions at 28% for the high earners. But you understand that high earners does come up a lot in the Biden admin proposals. All right. How about estate tax? I think that's the last thing to cover. We think that the Trump II administration will allow this to revert back on December 31st, 2025. In other words, take no action. We believe that the Biden administration will work to lower the exemption level from $11.58 million to $5.49 million. And that's important to our listeners because that could affect many of our small and medium-sized family businesses and their estate planning, thus transitions of the companies and affecting the jobs of the people in those plants. Whew. We made it through that. I'm so glad we are stopping here with trade and taxes. That was a lot of information. Yes, environmental, human resources policies, and job training would keep us here way too long. Well, I'm looking forward to the next one. Any last words before we close? Of course. <laughs>
I'll never. <laughs> of course. I'll never turn down an opportunity <laughs> for one final thing. Understanding the process will help you understand that the policy is driven by the politics. Understanding the people and the party can help us to refine our thinking. When we said taxes will go up, remember that the two administrations have different lenses, different measures, and different demographics that they keep in mind. What if the taxes go up on C-Corps? That will be easy to measure as a hit to the stock market as well as the economy. However, if the taxes go up on pass-through entities... Like our family-owned shops. Then that is likely to go mostly unnoticed by the media and the public. This is why PMPA needs to be and is active in this area in Washington, D.C., because if we aren't, we could be on the menu. Finally. That wraps up today's discussion of trade and taxes compared for the two presidential candidates. We'll be posting a matrix of these as show notes. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for joining us. Please rate and review our podcast, and if you want to make your life a little easier, subscribe so you never have to miss one. Another way to make your life a little easier, Carly, is to take advantage of all of the services and sense-making that PMPA provides our members by becoming a PMPA member. Check out our newly refreshed website at pmpa.org. We provide a lot of materials to help our members stay successful. Carly, why is PMPA membership important? Because Because we we are are better better together. together. Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision, Monday with Miles. Miles.